Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, the 20th of August, and the results roulette continues. I tell you, life wasn't meant to be frantic. It's not civilized, and it doesn't feel intelligent to be superficially scanning the details of 30 results a day and coming to any intelligent conclusions. It's not much fun either, I have to tell you. It's a pity they can't just announce all the results on one day, shut the market for two weeks, allow us all to have a read, analyze it, read all the research, then reopen the market so we can all get on with it with a little bit of research done rather than guesswork. Anyway, it is frantic out there at the moment. The winner of the day today, we saw that phenomenal set of results yesterday from WiseTech, which bounced at 33%. And today we have a set of results from IDP Educational IELs, the code. They're up 29%. I actually included a chart yesterday in the little ideas section at the bottom of the strategy section. It had turned up as a buy signal on the scans in the morning, but it looked very dangerous. You're not going to be buying one of the most COVID-affected stocks just ahead of results. So we didn't. Some of them just get away. Now, I have been working extremely hard for you, as always, and have put in the newsletter today a couple of articles. One of them is on how to track shorting. What prompted that was the WiseTech result. The share price rise yesterday was presumably helped by short covering. They have been criticized or attacked by one of those shorting funds. I always think there's a bit of a con, really, that shorting funds short a stock and then going put out a piece of research saying it's worthless. I suppose it's no different to people buying a stock and then going and telling everybody how fantastic it is. It's just that when you're a shorter, you seem to get a lot more attention than you do if you're a buyer. But anyway, they got attacked by J Capital for having non-transparent accounts. And there's a rather funny article in the AFR today, the Chanticleer article addresses WiseTech, saying that despite the shorters running for cover on the results yesterday. Jay Capital's criticism was that the accounts weren't transparent. But if you go to the results yesterday, they quoted three net profit numbers. And the third one was NPAT A, which they described as, in quotes, net profit after tax attributable to equity holders of the parent before acquired amortization net of tax contingent consideration interest unwind net of tax as well and fair value changes to contingent easy contingent considerations here. I can't even understand it. So, But I'd say that's pretty transparent myself. Anyway, you can read about that in the article I've written today about shorting and how to monitor shorting and the most shorted stocks. And the most shorted stock at the market at the moment is Webjet, which had results today. And we should have known not to hold it over the results. The stock is down 11% on the results although it's a very volatile stock and some stocks are falling over on results. For instance, Macmillan Shakespeare fell 6.5% yesterday and the share price is up 11.4% today. The Reject Shop fell 14% yesterday on results. They're up 4.8% today. So we're not going to turf out Webjet at the bottom. This is short-term stuff and hopefully these results de-risk the company and provide a baseline of expectations which will hopefully be improved upon Certainly will be if the virus situation improves. Anyway, go and have a read of the article on how to monitor shorting in the newsletter today. Another article I've written today is how to track director buying and selling. Now that has become topical because of 
the Kogan selling. And I've got a chart of Kogan and all the director sales marked on the chart. And let me just tell you, before you think directors are insiders, whenever I say a director is selling or buying, one of my colleagues says, what would they know? What would the, what would the director of a company or the CEO of a company know? I, I once spoke to the CEO of a company who said, it does amaze me reading research, reading brokers talking about what my company is doing. And they have absolutely no idea what is in my head, the deals I am thinking or trying to do and how that would change the value. And here they are making profound comments on what the share price is worth without any knowledge of what's in my head. And at the same time, I don't know whether those deals are going to happen, not happen whether we've got disaster ahead and here you are with research saying that we're worth X and the share price is worth Y. And there is no more convincing proof of the fact that directors have no idea what the future holds than this chart of Kogan director sales, some of which were done in 2017 when the share price was around $2 and it's now $21. And they have progressively sold stock. Even last year, they were selling around $6 and the share price is now $21 a year later. So let's Let's not get too distressed at the Kogan directors selling $163 million worth of stock yesterday because they too have no idea where their share price is going to go clearly. Anyway, have a look at the article on director buying and selling and I provide links to a fabulous website which tracks all that. It's really hard to track because each director sale is included in a PDF document that you have to open and then write down what they've done. But this website market index does it for us and they produce a daily list of director buying and selling and there's an explanation of which ones you should look at. Most buying is 90% of it is buying directors transactions that is and they're getting bonuses or options or exercising options and it can pretty much be ignored you want to look for on market trades buying and selling and I've picked up on a couple of interesting ones today Carl Siegling who runs the cadence listed investment company he's been nibbling away at his own shares in the last month or so and the share price has been ticking up a little bit and Thorny Technologies their fund manager has been buying shares as well and the share price has materially picked up since he's been doing that. And you can check all that every day on the Market Index website. And there's also in there a director of K2 Asset Management, which 12 years ago was a dollar. And the director's just sold 6 million shares right at the bottom here for $300,000. He could have got $6.6 million for them 10 years ago. Anyway, always something interesting in that list. Go and have a look. Another article we've done today is Ben with a few comments on the results coming up next week. Have a look at that. Meanwhile, there are no profound changes to the portfolio today. I think I'm just overwhelmed with ground to cover. So I have a smorgasbord of interesting things for you today. A few market observations and a few stock observations. Let me give you a few of those. APT up 7% on a profit upgrade. We don't hold it anymore. We did fabulously out of it in the initial recovery from March and then sold out far too early, obviously. A mild annoyance, but well done anyone still holding it. The energy sector theme taking a hit today. Results from Santos Origin not lighting anyone's fires. Short-term stuff. The oil price has held up overnight. Saudi Arabia has warned OPEC allies in a video that there are growing risks of a prolonged second wave of COVID-19. And he's telling OPEC members they mustn't ease off on production 
cuts that were negotiated in April. Disappointing for us, we've had a bit of a trade in the energy sector. It's longer term stuff though, based on a global economic recovery and one day is not going to disturb that. But we will have to look at Santos and Origin after the results today in more detail. And I've got a chart of the energy sector in the newsletter today. You'll just see it peeking out from the recent rally, which hasn't followed through. Our market, I've got a chart in the strategy piece. Our market at a six month high. The chart shows us pushing at the top of the trading range, although today with the market down 50, we're not going to be breaking through. It will take, I think, the bank sector to make some ground in order to bust us out of this trading range. But it's not really relevant, is it? Because the bank sector is just one sector of the market. We should really be looking at the market in different sectors and in different stocks, not as a whole. But anyway, the technical picture is market pushing the top of the trading range at the moment. And part of our optimism recently has been about the bond yield rising in the US, which again is a reflection of economic optimism. And noticeably after three days going down, you'll see on the chart, had a rise last night as well. Other things, Treasury wine estates down 20% in two days. Haven't got around to read the research reaction to that yet, but you'll see Josh Frydenberg knocking back a Chinese dairy deal. He's blocking this $600 million purchase by Chinese company of the Lion Dairy and Drinks Company. And Scott Morrison supposedly visiting Japan in a show of regional solidarity in the face of China. As I wrote yesterday, there is a risk that companies trading with China, particularly in soft commodities, are vulnerable to a breakdown in China-Australia relations. And it's clearly not going the right way at the moment. Meanwhile, the discretionary retail boom carries on in the US with Target up 9.4% on results. That follows Walmart and Home Depot flying along at the moment in the US. And I've put in charts of of Target, Walmart, Home Depot, Woolworths, Wes Farmers. All you need to know in the last couple of years is to hold department stores, except of course for Maya, the biggest private equity sting in Australian history. I put that chart in as well. Good riddance. That is an ugly chart. Meanwhile, Capital Economics says a full-blown lockdown is unlikely, but a new wave of coronavirus in Europe will hold back the recovery, but will probably not cause another deep recession. There you go. There's OPEC and Capital Economics forecasting a winter wave in the Northern Hemisphere. Something to be watchful of. Now on the scans this morning at the bottom of the strategy piece, I've got a couple of interesting charts. Buy signals on ResMed, which we hold, and Monodelphus which we hold. I think Chris actually added it to the trading section in the newsletter. But I'm just going to keep popping these in as mild ideas, which if they are backed with fundamentals, we could buy in the portfolio as well. But they tend to be fairly short-term signals, but of course it can mark the bottom of a long-term trend. And these signals come from us running a scan through Omnitrader, this software we use on charts. Some people use Metastock to do the same thing. I'm sure there are other bits of software that do scans as well, but it'll allows you to very quickly scan every stock. You could pretty much scan every stock in the world, every stock in Australia every morning, and it throws out stocks that are changing trend on the charts. So this morning, Monodelphus and ResMed, and that prompts you, that's not an instruction, that prompts you to go and have a look, have a look at the numbers, have a look at the story, have a look at the research, have a look at the latest results, and maybe you'll find yourself buying a stock in a timely fashion. Anyway, 
I'll keep putting those technical signals in the strategy piece. Now you'll notice that I've started to talk more about stocks than the market. We of course have been timing the market pretty well, getting all out in February, all in in March, all out in June, and then the market's held up. So we've got back in again. But I think once we are in, the story does become about stocks rather than the market. But I want you to know that even though we are now talking about stocks, we are talking about the market first every day. And I want you to know that if we do see the conditions for a precipitous fall in the market, we will be cashing out again. We don't see it as a regular event, I have to say. It's only occasionally the market looks precipitous. Whilst it isn't, as I wrote, the other day whilst it isn't we don't worry about it when the herd changes its mind we'll be all over it that's what we do here we're constantly vigilant for changes in trend but for now we're in and the game for us is to be in the right stocks and hence the strategy section is probably going to be talking more about stocks than the market which is a bit of a change in theme from when we were all in cash anyway that's about that the market is folding up as we speak down 66 as I leave you the shine is coming off. On the media front, look out for Henry on Ausbiz today at midday. He is also on Ask an Analyst, live on our Facebook site tomorrow at 5pm. He has also done a fabulous podcast this week, which will be in the weekend email. He's chatting to the two guys who run Equity Mates, and they have some big plans. I've got an article on Livewire called Orangutans. Have a read of that. And that's about it. We have a Zoom meeting at 5 o'clock today, where we are sampling local gin, which we have distributed to all the houses of the Marcus Today team. So if we're a little bit slow moving tomorrow morning, you'll know why. You have a good day. I'll speak to you tomorrow.